make every day electrifying. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to start and say thank you for everybody who has supported this venture of mine going into podcasts and YouTube. I It's new, <laughs> it's, it's fun, and it's definitely a little bit intimidating, but I'm really excited to be putting out new content. But I wanted to start off and say that if you are interested in helping me uh, or in supporting me with creating new content with YouTube videos and podcasts, please feel free to uh, go to my anchor page. It's anchor.fm forward slash energized underscore one. There you can find a button that will allow you to donate monthly to help me and support me with getting new equipment and making better content to publish. Uh, You can also donate to my Patreon page. Um, I have set up goals that if I reach... I'll be interviewing uh, some of my supporters. So thank you guys for supporting Energize One and let's get today's episode started. Hey, what's up guys? This is Brandon, your host of Energized One. Welcome back to another episode. So for today, this is going to be part two of a four-part series that I have decided to start with last week's episode of the solar panels pros and cons. I wanted to do a, a part series discussing the pros and cons of different green and sustainable energy sources. So uh, today I will be discussing wind, next week will be hydro, and then the week after will be geothermal. Uh, all the pros and cons, all the things you need to know if you wanna buy uh, wind turbines or find out a way to create uh, energy using hydro, just more education and more information. And this is going to help me too, because I'm new to some of these energies, uh, energy sources, except for solar panels. I kind of knew what those were (laughs) for a while, but hydro, uh, wind and geothermal is all new to me. So I'm going to be learning as we go too. So I'm really excited to dive more into this. Uh, but for today's episode, I'm going to focus solely on the pros and cons of wind power. Uh, so For my personal experience, I actually pay extra for my utility or for my electricity to come solely 100% from wind energy. Uh, And that that was a program that I decided to sign up for. I believe it's through Star Energy. Their program is a little bit more on the expensive side compared to the other plans that you can uh, sign up for. Do your research similar to the solar panels. Research is always good before you make a decision. But I've noticed that wind turbines are I'm noticing that they're in a lot of areas in the Cleveland area, Columbus, they're all across the United States. I mean, look at Europe, China, there are, wind power is big. And I feel like there are some myths about wind power, some misunderstanding about wind power. So for today's episode, I really just wanted to dive headfirst into this and see what we can find. So without further ado, let's get started on the pros and cons of wind power. So wind power, the turbines that you see spinning in the distance, especially if you're in California. I mean, every time I think of wind turbines, I think of the iconic mountain range with the massive turbines just spinning and spinning and spinning. It's to me that screams the future. 
for uh, as part of sustainable energy. And I know there has been some controversy around wind power, some misinformation about wind power. But for today, I'm really going to focus on the pros and cons and the educational side of this type of energy. And like I mentioned, this is so new to me, so I'm still slowly understanding what uh, this type of technology can help do with, with creating energy. So I have been doing research and the one website that I came across is wind industry. So like industry, but with wind 321 <laughs> org. Uh, and they, this is from back in 2015. So it is, uh, this article is just a little outdated. So some of the numbers probably have changed, um, since back then, uh, but they start off by stating uh, that the largest source of power in the country is coal, and that produces uh, less than 40% of the power in the entire country or the United States. However, it produces over 70% of the power sector uh, or the power sector's greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, 20% of the greenhouse gas emissions are from natural gas-fired power plants. So it also goes to say that back in 2013, and yes, that was six years ago, so this is just a little outdated, but it seems to be pretty solid information, that wind power only held about 4% of uh, power generation for the power sector in the United States. However, uh, experts were saying back then, and I'll definitely try to find an article that's a little newer, that wind power can easily supply more than 20% of the U.S. and world electricity, and uh, which I totally agree. And I would say since 2013, I have noticed that there has been a lot of uh, wind turbine improvement, the technology, the size, the sheer amount of them out there, uh, and I know here in Cleveland, there is a few uh, that you will notice. Uh, one's actually right by Case Western Reserve uh, in University Circle. Uh, there are some on the east side near like Lincoln Electric. If you're driving on 90 near Mentor, you can see a massive one uh, off the highway. I know there's one off of 480 going west, um, and I can't remember exactly where that's at. Um, <laughs> but they're out there. They're out there. And I think the one thing is that you'll notice with wind turbines is that you don't typically see them at residential places. Uh, I know that when you think of wind turbines, you think of the massive, huge turbines that you see out in the oceans or out in the country. Uh, but I know that their sizes are starting to shrink down, which I'm going to get to uh, later after I go through the pros and cons, some of the options that you have as a consumer if you would like to get wind power set up on your property. So, um, Windistry has put together a list of pros and cons for wind power. Uh, I'll start off with the pros and then we'll get to the cons in just a few minutes. Um, but the uh, the first that they're going to discuss is the academic, um, academic, <laughs> economic advantages. Man, I'm really glad I can talk properly. <laughs> so one of the things, like I mentioned, you, you probably noticed that a lot of the wind turbines are out in the country, out in uh, wide open areas, a lot of rural areas, which the industry, as you know, world, the world has changed, a lot of rural areas have started uh, decreasing economically because a lot of the businesses have moved elsewhere. However, uh, wind turbines and the power companies, the utility companies can help uh, pay or, you know, give some money to these communities uh, as a way of income. So their focus is, uh, it revitalizes rural economies. Uh, wind energy can diversify the economies of rural communities, adding to the tax base and providing new types of income. 
Wind turbines can add a new source of property taxes in rural areas that otherwise have had a hard time attracting new industry, similar to like what I mentioned earlier. Um, they give an example, uh, each 100 megawatts of wind development in Southwest, Southwest Minnesota has generation, generated about $1 million per year in property tax revenue and about 250000 per year in direct lease payments to landowners. That's huge. Uh, you know, to, to think that, you know, the industry has, uh, other industries have moved, which has left some small cities to kind of uh, fall apart. And uh, to think that, you know, wind energy and these uh, turbines can help save communities is, is big. Uh, and then another thing is, is that there's fewer subsidies. Uh, so all energy systems are subsidized and wind is no exception. However, wind receives considerably less than other forms of energy. Uh, according to Renewable Energy World magazine, conventional energy receives uh, $300 billion in subsidies per year, while renewable energy has received less than $20 billion of taxpayers' money in the last 30 years. A study published by researchers at Harvard in 2011 found that the full life cycle cost of coal power is between about 9.5 and 27 cents per kilowatt hour, most of which is paid by taxpayers in the form of increased related uh, health or health related costs, which makes sense. You know, when you're breathing in the emissions, it can cause a a ton of health problems, <laughs> which is not good. Uh, and then you could consider these indirect subsidies amount to between $175 billion and $500 billion per year just because of the amount of emissions that uh, gas and coal create uh, when you compare it to how much you would be saving in health-related issues if everything was wind-powered. Um you can also think of wind as free fuel. Uh, unlike other forms of electrical generation where fuel is shipped to the processing power plant, wind energy generates electricity at the source of the fuel, which is free, which is the wind. Wind is a native fuel that does not need to be mined or transported. That is also huge because if you think of the process that it takes to get gasoline and coal, you know, there's a lot you have to dig, you have to mine, you have to transport, you have to refine, you have to then go through all these processes just to allow it to create electricity. But with wind turbines, you just set up the turbine and then the wind pushes it, which then creates the electricity. A little bit easier. Obviously, you still have to transport the massive <laughs> turbines to wherever they're going. So that may be an issue. Um, and then uh, another one is that wind power creates jobs. And uh, like I said, this this uh, article was posted in 2015, so these numbers may just be a little outdated, but I do know that the green energy sector is a, um, is a uh, sector that is just growing rapidly. So, uh, you know, according to Windistry, uh, wind energy projects create new short and long-term jobs. Related employment ranges from meteorologists and surveyors to structural engineers, assembly workers, lawyers, bankers, and technicians. Uh, technicians, wind energy creates 30% more jobs than a coal plant and 66% more than a nuclear power plant per unit of energy generated. That's huge. Uh, obviously, you know, with the economy and, you know, people looking for jobs, I, I definitely think if somebody out there is looking for work, definitely check out the green energy sector uh, because it is growing rapidly. And like I said, this is from 2015. <laughs> so who knows what the numbers are like now? 
Uh, another one uh, is broken down based on social advantages. And this is one area that I'm really interested in is creating my own electricity to power my house. Uh, so uh, in energy independence, uh, wind turbines diversify our energy portfolio and reduces our dependence on foreign fossil fuel, which is, you know, could, which is good. Uh, wind energy is homegrown electricity and can help control spikes in fossil fuel costs. Similar to what I mentioned in the solar panel uh, podcast or episode is that energy costs are constantly fluctuating. You know, you really have to do your research. You have to figure out what is the best plan for you. How much is it going to cost? How much money you're going to save? That is constantly changing. And I know that they said over the next 20 to 30 years, that number is just going to keep going and growing and growing and growing. But if you create your own energy, you can kind of keep that where it's like a plateau, you know, keep it flat. Don't let that uh, price rise. You can create your own energy. Obviously, you know, there's upfront costs like buying the equipment and the installation, but over time it really pays for itself. Uh, another thing is, is that it supports agriculture. Um, it is not often a new crop emerges from thin air. Wind turbines can be installed amid cropland with without interfering with people, livestock, or production. Um, and then another one is local ownership. Um, you know, you uh, develop local sources of electricity, which means you're importing less fuel from other states and nations in the world. Um, it can also help, or help local economy, um, you know, grow similar to the rural uh, um, impacts that it has. So that is some of the uh, some of the pros for wind power. Obviously, you know, those are very focused on uh, the economics and the political and the taxpayer as well as the consumer. Obviously, there are some environmental advantages like it conserves and keeps water clean. Obviously, the clean air, there's no greenhouse gases when you're using it. You don't have to worry about mining and transportation and all the pollution that comes from that. And uh, the land preservation, uh, you know, you can uh, see that wind farms are spaced over a large geographic area, but their footprints only cover a small amount of land, which helps with crop production and livestock grazing or the minimum impact on that. Um, so those are some of the pros that we're looking at for wind power. I'm about to dive into the cons. And, you know, like with everything, uh, you know, this this episode is really or these episodes are just really meant for the listener to decide if this type of energy production is meant for them. Uh, you know, do your research, learn and uh, continue to be educated. So let's get started on the cons. So the cons of wind power. <laughs> so I, I am one person that really likes to think of whenever there's a negative, a way to make it a positive. I definitely think that that's a very good outlook on life is that whenever you run into a wall, try to figure out a way to get around it or climb it or whatever. <laughs> so like I mentioned, you know, I try to keep things as unbiased as possible. But the one thing that I really like about these lists that I'm finding is that these websites always try to take that negative and turn it around into a positive. So wind, uh, wind industry, nice pun. <laughs> Still can't get over it. Their little logo has a wind turbine as the eye. It's pretty clever. Um, so Windistry discusses the disadvantages of wind power. And the one thing that I feel like a lot of people uh, make fun of wind power is that, and this is one of the disadvantages, is that when you see a wind turbine not spinning, 
that means it's not creating electricity. And that's the truth. Uh, according to Windustry, uh, wind power is a variable resource. Uh, turbines only produce electricity when the wind blows. Uh, this variability is monitored, though, by the utilities uh, and is compensated in the same way that utilities monitor demand changes each day. So there is not actually a change in power supply for the end users. So, you know, even if you have a wind turbine and it's not spinning, more than likely, you're unless you're totally off the grid, more than likely your utility company company um, is going to find a way to continue to give you an energy source. Um, so that is obviously a disadvantage. If the wind is not blowing, you're not creating electricity. And that's why like, I always feel like you should have wind powers in area or wind turbines in area uh, that has a constant breeze. Uh, I know for us, we've been doing research on what we can uh, buy and implement and you know where it goes. We live across the street from a massive field, which constantly has a nice breeze. So more than likely, if we do buy a wind turbine, we're putting it out front. <laughs> it's going to be up front like a flagpole. Uh, <laughs> um, and then another thing is that the aesthetics, how a wind turbine looks. Some people are concerned with the sheer size. Maybe it's not the prettiest. Um, but, you know, according to Windustry, people have widely varied reactions to seeing wind turbines on a landscape. Uh, some people see graceful symbols of economic development and environmental progress. Others might see industrial encroachment uh, in natural and rural landscapes. There are many ways to minimize the visual impact of wind turbines, including painting them a neutral color, which is interesting. I never thought about doing that. Uh, Raining them in a visually pleasing manner <laughs> and designing each turbine uniformly. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that that could be a good uh, way to change the aesthetics of the turbine, make them more appealing, paint them, um, make them different colors. I was actually looking on Amazon and I saw a wind turbine that was pitch black and I've never seen a turbine that was black, um, which to me is actually really cool. Um, another one is shadow flicker. Uh, this is one con that I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it does. So if anybody's listening or what exactly it is, so if anybody's listening and they know what it is, please let me know because I'm still trying to figure this out. Uh, shadow flicker occurs when the blades of the rotor cast a shadow as they turn. Research has shown the worst case conditions would affect by way of light alteration neighboring residents of a total of 100 minutes per day and only 20 minutes per year under normal circumstances. Designers of wind farms avoid placing turbines in locations where shadow flicker would be a problem. Yeah, actually, you know what? Now that I think of that, I I could definitely say that like if you're prone to uh, like, you know, like your eyes are sensitive or if you have some uh, health condition that would be impacted by flickering or strobing lights. Yeah, I could definitely see where that could be a con. Um but, you know, like they mentioned, uh, the designers and the engineers of where they're placing them try to do their best so it doesn't cause an impact on the communities. Um, another uh, con is sound. Um, and, you know, with the wind moving those big blades, I could definitely see, obviously, you know, you I guess you could think of a wind turbine as a fan. Uh, most fans are not silent. You know, they, they make sound. So, you know, hearing the buffeting sound in the air. Uh, according to Windustry, uh, the sounds they produce are typically foreign to rural settings where wind turbines are most often used. But as turbine technology has improved over the years, the amount of sound has fallen considerably. Uh, the sounds of wind turbines do not interfere with normal activities, such as quietly talking to one's neighbor. That, thank you, Windustry. <laughs> that was actually a really good example. It's not going to be like 
blaring loud hard rock music. Uh, <laughs> and the, now I know that this is a really big con, and I know that they are. Uh, there is a lot of controversy when it comes to how wind turbines impact biological resources, uh, specifically birds. Um, so according to Windistry, as with any construction project or large structure, wind energy can impact plants and animals depending on the sensitivity of the area. Loss of wildlife habitat and natural vegetation are the primary wildlife concerns associated with wind turbines. With modern turbines mounted on tubular, tubular towers and whose blades spin only about 15 times per minute, bird collisions are rare. Uh, extensive environmental impact analysis is an integral part of project development to mitigate impacts. Um, so that is one thing uh, that I would say do your research on. I know I need to do my research on that to see how much of an impact. Definitely try to make sure that you're reading a very unbiased source because sometimes you may get an article that is very biased and can maybe fluctuate the numbers. I don't know. I would just definitely be careful with what you read um, and, you know, see if that could be a good uh, information source for you. Uh, they did mention that they have the Audubon Society and Sierra Club uh, that both support wind energy development because the environment environmental advantages far outweigh the disadvantages. Um, and then another one is construction. Like I mentioned, the logistics. I've seen videos of these trucks carrying the the huge blades through cities and doing these crazy turns and maneuvers, and just it's unbelievable how massive some wind turbines can be. Um, so they're you know they're talking about the construction, how heavy the equipment is. Um, might cause a temporary disturbance in the area. Traffic jams, I would <laughs> probably say that would probably be the biggest one. Um, however, you know, they, they mentioned that the most reliable technique for limiting erosion when you're putting in a massive um, wind turbine is grading roads and perform site reclamation post-construction just to make sure that it's not causing too much erosion on the land. And then this disadvantage was really interesting uh, to me. I never, ever, ever considered this. Um, is radar. Uh, so radar interference by wind turbines is rare and easily avoided through technological improvements and proper siting of turbines that are close to sensitive areas. A number of U.S. government installations have both wind turbines and functional radar, and the British military has a track record of successfully addressing these challenges. Uh, I kind of wish that Windistry actually would have dove more into what this means exactly. Uh, maybe the frequencies from the wind turbines can throw off radar. Maybe the shadow flicker. I don't really know. I don't really understand that one, but um, I'm going to have to do research on that. But like I said, if someone's listening to this and understands what that is, please educate me <laughs> because I would really like to know. <laughs> The last part of today's episode, I wanted to go through a few examples of wind turbines that I found on Amazon and uh, on the internet, and then kind of discuss just how much electricity that they can create based on their watts and, you know, all that <laughs> fun, fun information. But I was actually kind of intrigued by just how much energy that they create. So going through Amazon, uh, give me a second. I have found a few uh, wind turbines, and some of them are actually packaged with solar panels. Uh, so, for example, I found a wind turbine, 
That is a InstaBreeze 1000 watt 48 volt wind generator. It's actually pretty cool. It's white and black. Uh, the blades are black and everything else in white. So it's a really cool stark difference. It's only about $645. And um, what's really nice is that it's uh, on Amazon, so you can order and have it shipped directly to your house. Um, and like I mentioned, there is a calculator that you can find. It is a watts to kilowatt calculator, just because I was really curious to see just how much the watts are and what it equates to in kilowatt hours based because normally your utility bills is displayed in kilowatt hours and it's just a little easier to understand. So for example, if you type in a thousand watts and then enter time that say, for example, that the wind turbine is spinning, let's say that it spins for 24 hours a day, that's going to create 24 kilowatts worth of electricity, which, you know, yeah, that's probably a decent amount for how much you use in a day. Um, but let's calculate how much it is per month. So let's do 24 times 31. So that's about 74, 744 hours in a month. That's going to be 744 kilowatt hours a month. And a good example is that I know in the winter time in our house, since we switched every light to LED, you know, we typically tend to try to keep things off. Uh, you know, just to conserve energy. In the winter time, we will literally use less than 400 kilowatts. So if we bought that, um, that wind turbine, we would actually be able to create all the electricity to power our house based off of that wind turbine. And now, obviously, that's if the wind is constantly blowing 24 hours a day for one month. But, you know, let's just picture, you know, like, let's imagine that. And then another one that I found is a wind turbine and solar kit. So you get a 400 watt wind turbine plus four 100 watt solar panels for about $890, which is actually a pretty good deal. Uh, now, you know, keep in mind that we'll create a decent amount of electricity. Uh, so, you know, do the calculations. <laughs> and then the one that I actually found that I really want, instead of spinning counter uh, or like how wind turbines are vertical and then the blades obviously face um like uh they're you know they're vertical still they're like a ceiling fan or a tower fan if you want to picture it like this this is a twisted aluminum wind turbine that's like a windmill and it's a vertical access one so it's not a horizontal uh, horizontal for access it's a vertical one and it's it only creates about 400 watts of electricity so it is a smaller one it's about six hundred dollars but it literally looks like a statue uh the, the one it's orange and white it's made out of aluminum it looks pretty solid uh this one would probably create a, about half the amount of kilowatts um so let's see 400 runs for a month we're going to be looking at about 297.6 kilowatts, which is enough to create most of the electricity that we would use. Um, but that's awesome. And then obviously it's always good to support local companies. So the one wind turbine that I found that was very interesting to me is called a Hurricane Wind Power. It's hurricanewindpower.com. And this is a wind turbine that is a thousand watts. So it's similar to the one that I found on Amazon. And it's actually for $650. Uh, it weighs about 70 pounds. Um, and it looks like a very decent wind turbine. <laughs> it looks actually really beautiful. Uh, they have some photos of the construction, the magnetics, uh, the magnets, the coppers, the rotors. 
stuff like that uh, on their website. So I will definitely try to attach this information on my Facebook page. Uh, I'll include the link to uh, Windistry on my Facebook page. Uh, definitely check it out. It's energized underscore one on Facebook. There you'll find more uh, content. I share some Facebook posts from other automakers, green technologies, sustainability tips. Uh, it's all going to be there. Um, so if you haven't yet, please check out my Facebook page and like it. So that's it for today's episode, uh, two part two out of four part series of green energy <laughs> pros and cons. Um, obviously I've just drank some coffee, so I'm pretty hyper right now, but thank you guys if you made it this far and definitely look forward to, like I said, new episodes being published every Monday at 6.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It sounds like a very, very weird time, but it's right before commutes. Uh, that way, you guys can enjoy Energize One on your way to work. And once again, thank you guys for supporting my channel and make every single day electrifying. Take care.